stories about how God has helped people journey through walls. And I also want to remind you that at the end of the service, uh, we're going to have a time, an open mic time, just for a short period, where you can talk about what God has taught you in the last couple months as we've gone through this series. Maybe a discipline you've started, silence and solitude, or uh, something God has spoke to you or encouraged you, or a small group experience. So be thinking about that. Next, we're going to have uh, Dee DeBrock come out. And she was uh, here on behalf of her son, Josh, who's 19 uh, years old. And he was going to be with us, but he has an infection uh, in his hand. Uh, so, Dee, tell us a little bit about Josh. Our family started attending church here at Springbrook six years ago, and that's when Josh first um, came to the Lord and accepted him, you know, in his heart. And then two years after that, our family went through some life-changing events that kind of caused Josh to lose his focus and his motivation, and because of that, he stopped attending church. And then um, Josh went from being an honor student in English classes to barely graduating this past June, and through, the, through those circumstances, um, my small group and I had been praying for Josh for two years. And we were praying for him to come back to church and to basically get his focus back on life. And I just remembered that Dan had said one time that we needed to stop being in control and to give the control um, to God. And so that's what I did because I knew that God had some plans for this young boy and that the only way that they could be fulfilled is if I put my faith and trust in him and let him, you know, lead Josh on the path that he wanted to go. And I really think that was the beginning of the journey that Josh has been going through. And so he asked me to share his testimony with you today since he couldn't be here. In the past few months, I had been arrested, had a car accident, and dealt with numerous court appearances. I also started my first job and was only there a few weeks when I injured my hand cutting it on a ketchup can. The past, this past Tuesday... I received surgery to repair two damaged nerves and the muscle that controls the movement in my finger. I thought, what else could go wrong? But then I realized that I was looking at it from inside the box. Sometimes you have to look at things from outside the box and see the bigger picture. I realized God's plans are not always our plans, and things slowly fell into place. Instead of looking at these unfortunate circumstances as an obstacle, I saw them as an opportunity I started attending church every weekend and changed my outlook about not wanting to attend college and recently have applied at Judson University, and I hope to start attending this January if accepted. Because of my GPA, Judson wants me to attend MCC for a year, but I am appealing that decision and asking them to reconsider and let me start this January. Overall, I feel these obstacles were more helpful than harmful, as, I, as you can always find something positive in a negative. The positive for me is I'm starting to grow closer to God and can see how he used these obstacles to bring me back to church and change my outlook about my future. Oh, wow. Isn't that incredible? So, again, it was just recently, in the last couple of months, right, that yeah. uh, he started coming to church again? About two weeks before you started this series, oh, okay. he came back. Right. And yeah. um, I know that... Phil Ganniston was redoing our basement, and he had asked Josh to come to the concert that you guys had here in the oh, summer, and okay. I think that was kind of what brought Josh's interest back, but definitely these circumstances yeah. have yeah. made him come back to church and yeah. change his heart. 
And how long were you praying again? Two years. Two years. That's two a years. long time. You know, we, we don't want to wait two years for anything, do we? <laughs> no, I don't think so. But that's the nature of the whole process we've been talking about, this emotional, healthy spirituality journey. We'd like just to do it in eight weeks and, you know, read the book and you know, fill things out, talk about it and say, okay, I'm done, ready to go. But that's not the nature of it. It's a lifetime journey. And this is just a piece of it that's taking place with Dee. And I'm sure God taught you many things for those three years, Yeah, right? it, was, it was the hardest thing I had to do as a parent was just actually placing him in God's hand and literally stepping back. And I literally had to not say to Josh, you know, you need to do your homework. You need to focus. You know, college is the way to go. And I just literally walked away, and I didn't say anything more to him. And, and for him, that was hard because I, he even said, he goes, Mom, he goes, you know, it kind of crushed me when... I realized you almost didn't care anymore, but he uh, didn't know that I did care. I yeah. just placed him in somebody who was yeah. bigger and higher than me that could handle that. Yeah. Well, I think it's a great encouragement to all of us. We're in the midst of waiting on God on something. We're all waiting on something, I think. And uh, God will answer your, your request. God, and, and maybe not in the way that you would like, but God will do what's best for you. And uh, thank you for encouraging thank us. You. Thanks so much, Steve. Next, we have Chris Sheridan coming out. She's going to talk about how her soul is enlarged through grief and loss. Hi. Around this time, five years ago, my hair was falling out. I was pale and weak. I was exhausted if I climbed a flight of stairs. That was the fall of 2006 when I found out I had breast cancer. Even worse, it had gone to spread to my lymph nodes. My doctor told me that I'd have to undergo surgery chemotherapy, and radiation. I couldn't believe it. Cancer was one of my greatest fears. What was God doing? I had already been through several illnesses and walls in my life, and I really didn't think this was fair. Did this lump I found really have to be cancer? Really, God? Well, I cried for two days after I heard the news. My husband, Ken, comforted me, but he was scared too. My daughter, Carissa, was only eight years old, But I had to tell her the truth. I might die. I didn't know. Well, there was no use feeling sorry for myself or trying to figure out why this happened to me. I mean, I didn't smoke. I rarely drank. Focusing on those things wouldn't help. So I went to the Lord, the great physician. I said, if you want me to live, Lord, then let me live. I'm not going to make this a horrible wall to climb like I've done in the past. I'm just going to trust you. Please help me trust you. Once the word got out that I had cancer, I had prayers coming from all over the country. I had never had this many people pray for me in my entire life. Let me tell you, it was amazing. I felt a prayer, a blanket of prayer around me, like a glow or an aura, like angels were surrounding me and protecting me. I had never felt anything like this before, and I haven't felt anything like it since. For the first time ever, I felt I should go to the prayer team here at Springbrook. And God led me to Leanne, who just happened to have gone through breast cancer treatment herself. She lovingly prayed for me and my family. She prayed that God's hand would be with my surgeon and all my doctors, and that God's healing power would flow through all my treatment. Her prayers lifted me up and let me see how God's awesome power was already with me. As I went through all my procedures, I prayed and talked to God continually. I had never talked to God this much in my entire life. 
I talked to him while the red adriamycin chemotaxin dripped into my veins. I prayed while I lay still for 40 minutes getting an MRI. I prayed every waking hour of every day. I read the Bible every day, too. And I thought, I better do this now in case I die, because I didn't want to go to heaven without reading all of God's word. The funny thing was, I wasn't afraid to die. I was at peace with whatever God's will was for me. I worried about what my husband and daughter would do without me, but somehow I knew God would take care of everything. I knew if I died, I would be with God, and nothing else mattered. I can't describe it, but I felt a closeness to God like I never felt before. I felt like God was right above me, within my reach, not far away in heaven like he usually felt. He was right here with me. It was an incredible feeling, and I miss it. I believe this closeness happened because I strengthened my relationship with God by spending all my time with him and by giving him my entire self. The problem is, if you ask me to do the same thing right now, I'm not sure I could do it. You see, having cancer in many ways was a blessing. Cancer allowed me to take the time to strengthen my relationship with God, time that I wouldn't have normally allowed myself to spend with God if I was healthy. Cancer also gave me the courage to give my whole life to Christ, all of it. Courage I didn't have when I was strong, but only had because I was weak. In 2 Corinthians 12:9, Paul quotes Jesus, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Thank you so much, Chris. Yeah, Chris uh, told me some of her story this past summer, and I was amazed uh, when she talked about the fact that uh, she was at such peace with God going through this particular experience. And you said cancer was one of your greatest fears, right? It, it had been. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. who, who wants to get yeah, cancer? Yeah, exactly. And I think that we would all share that. Some of you are going through cancer right now. Some have gone through cancer and, and can resonate with uh, how Chris felt. And uh, But, I mean, again, what encouragement, the fact that if God brings that into our lives, that, again, His grace is sufficient for us to carry us through that. And as we've talked about during this series, deepen our faith to a new level. I mean, cancer and blessing, you don't hear that many times, right, in our society. But that's what Chris says. Cancer was a blessing to me. Uh, it changed me. It changed me spiritually. So thanks so much for sharing that with us. Uh, yeah. It's great to hear the stories of people who walk with God. And uh, we can say, wow, you know, Chris had that experience. So, yeah, I fear cancer, but I know if it happened, that God's grace would be sufficient. Hey, we'd love to hear from you uh, just about anything you've learned. It doesn't have to be a long story like this. Uh, they, they prepared all that. But 
Again, just a, just a moment, maybe something you learned in your small group or something God just kind of you know showed you, or maybe you've been doing the daily office and that's been encouraging to you, or you've been spending more time in silence and solitude, or whatever uh, the Holy Spirit might be speaking to you about. Just raise your hand, and we have two mics back here. And I have a mic. I've got more than enough mics, I'll tell you that. <laughs> First of all, um, I just thank God, Lord God, for saving me um, each and every day from myself and from the enemy and from others, um, the attacks. Um, I wouldn't be here today if it weren't for him. Uh, My kids would be so messed up if um, we didn't trust him and rely on him for every single thing we have. Um, I'm a single mom and I'm unemployed right now and um, fighting everything financially um, I lost my home already and lost my dog. That was the hardest part, losing my dog. Um, but at any rate, this is a really good story. <laughs> so um, my truck, um, I've had problem after problem financially with this truck. And all I wanted to do was pass my admissions test. And the engine light was on. And um, I already put a lot of money into it fixing it. And it seems like you fix one thing and then something else happens. And I um, brought it to the dealership, and I didn't have any money on me, and I wasn't expecting anything. I just wanted direction. Maybe it could help me, you know, with what I needed to do just to pass admissions. And um, I explained, you know, um, I, I, what was wrong with the truck I already knew. And he said, oh, no, we have to diagnose it ourselves, you know, and it's $120. And I'm like, oh, just for, you know, diagnosing $120. And um, so I started tearing up. And I'm just like, you know what? And I, I don't cry. And um, I started tearing up. And he's like, you know what? Let's just look at it and see what, what we'll do, what we can do. So he called, you know, another guy over, and they took a look at it. And um, he said, yeah, you know, the, the main problem is with the pump, and it's 580, and then it's 124 diagnosing, and then it's 280 for a thermostat, and I thought to myself, I just want to pass admissions. You know, I should be living in Michigan right now because, you, by the way, Michigan, they don't, you don't have to pass admissions. <laughs> and at any rate, so, um, you know, he, uh, he's just telling me how much, you know, this is going to be, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, and he walked back out, and I just was crying out to the Lord. I was talking. I was like, Jesus, I don't know what to do here. Please help me. I have nothing on me right now. And the people were looking at me like I'm talking to myself, and I'm just like, I just don't know what to do, Lord. Just help me here. And um, the, the, the service manager came back in, and he said, we're going to take care of everything for you. And I was like, what? And I started crying, and I started hugging him and hugging him way too much. And I'm like, you know, thank you so much. And then I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And it was such an answered prayer because... This is just a recent story. God has just, I I can't even tell you. I mean, I don't have, you know, so much time. But there's so many different stories how God keeps blessing us and blessing us and blessing us. And just, you know, trusting him and showing showing him our heart. And just, um, you know, whether it be a smile at somebody or, you know, helping somebody. Just He just, I just, we love him so much. Anyway, but, so after, you know, he said, do you have an hour and a half? And I said, yes. So, He took care of it, you know, and I was crying, and I told Jesus, I said, I'm going to tell everybody the story. I'm going to tell everybody the story. 
And he said, well, there's something i got to tell you, the, the service manager told me. And he said, you know, I'm really trying to help you out, but um, there's one other little problem. And he had my car up in the air, and I was, I was so glad he did because with his finger, he just moved my tire. And he said, um, the tire rod, something with the tire rod's broken, and basically... If I turn one way, my wheel's going to go this way. And he said, you're going to get in an accident. And I was like, oh, you know. And so he wanted to help me out again. And he said, you know what? He said, GM, GM, you know, they, they really rip you off. Don't tell anybody I said that, though. That's what he told me. But he said, GM really rips you off. So I'm going to send somebody over to Napa, get the parts, and we'll, we'll just install that for you. And, I, I mean, I was just blown away by a dealership. Dealership. This was a dealership. And not mentioning the dealership or anything, you know, I have cook, but um, just how God provides in those little ways that are just, it just keeps you going and want you want, I want to make money so I can give more here, you know, so I can just, it's just so exciting. Um, uh, anyway, so I just want to say how God takes care of us, you know, and, and, and every moment. Thank you so much. Uh, God bless you, sis. Thank you for sharing. That was awesome. <laughs> Well, that's great when God shows up, huh? But you got to ask Him. you got to be in a situation where He can show up, trusting in Him. Who else would like to share something? Oh, okay. Don? Yeah, I'm 77 years old. came to the Lord when I was 11 years old, so that's 66 years. And I thought, emotionally healthy spirituality, you've got to be kidding I got it all together. <laughs> For 66 years, I certainly... What am I going to learn here? Well, I found out every week that I was learning something, finding something here, I Dan, let's give you a new mic. There seems to be... Seems to be fading out. Thanks, buddy. There you go. <laughs> We're getting better. Is that better? Yeah, that's okay. great. I was finding something out uh, in uh, our small group every week. And as we study through the, uh, the uh, workbook, um, there's 16 of us in our small group. In fact, there's so many that we split the men up from the women, which I think was kind of good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's easier to share things when you're um, a group of guys. And I think the same thing happened with the women. They... Did you think think it was a? She's agreeing with me. Anyway, uh, uh, in May this year, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer, and so I, th- you know, the first thing that came to my mind, I said, "Well, praise the Lord. I wonder what He's going to use this for in my life." I never got scared. Forty-two treatments of radiation. I wasn't bothered at all, except for my sore bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd share that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I learned a lot about myself. I learned that I needed to have uh, claim the promise of God in Isaiah 26.3. I, or thou, God, will keep him, me, in perfect peace if my mind has stayed on him. And that really works. It really works. And uh, so I, I thank Pastor Dan for the uh, study that we had. We've really enjoyed it. And uh, by the way, a good way to do it if you're not here is just pick it up on an MP3 right on site. 
There you Looks go. Great. You know it. Run. You, you know put it. it on your Kindle. That's right. Excellent. Great. Doesn't matter how old you are. God continues to work on you, right? Yeah. And someday we'll be with Him and we'll be perfect. But right now we're all working in project. Thank you so much, Don. One more. Anybody else like to share? Okay. Hi, uh, my name is Juliana Castillo. I just want to thank God, and I see Chris is smiling here. And uh, the reason why I'm so thankful, I started a nonprofit organization helping about 100 children. Back home in the Philippines, we bought a, uh, me and my husband, we bought a little space where these kids are meeting. I collect old clothes and old shoes, and we teach them Bible study. The name of our project is One Perfect Day. And I I just got the approval from the federal, so we are legally, I have my uh, team ID number, whatever you call it. So I started talking to a few people, the doctors at my work, and they started asking for brochure. And I said, brochure? And all I know is to talk about what I'm doing. So last Sunday, uh, I was talking to somebody, and Chris was sitting by the sofa there and uh, he started she heard me and she hooked me up with somebody that works in Awana who is willing to help me uh, with a brochure all I need to do is to email her some of the pictures of the kids and uh, when I prayed and I said God I don't know what I'm doing I don't know where the money is going to come from when I started the lawyer told me that she will charge me about $10,000 for to apply for federal. By the time it's finished, she charged me $3,000. So God is amazing, and I want to thank Chris for hooking me up because we're on the way. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Julieta. God is our provider. Well, uh, let's take out our programs and just want to go through some announcements here. If we could have our ushers come forward at this time, we're going to gather our offering. Uh, if you just take out the welcome slip, we want everyone to fill this out every week. Helps us to care for you. You just write down the names of the adults that are here, or if you're a guest, please fill out more of the information as you feel comfortable. Any prayer requests, uh, please put those down as well. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the stories of faithfulness that we've heard this morning. They just boost our faith in you. And I pray, Lord, for those who are struggling right now, and I pray that they would continue to wait on you. They would continue to uh, pray to you and, and just wait uh, for you to do the work uh, that you want to do in their lives. In Christ's name, amen. All right, well, let's take a look at uh, what's going on.